Okay, so I'll talk about uh, Kubernetes the hard way. Um, I'm Masayuki Igawa. I'm working for Suzu right now. And uh, uh, my uh, yeah, SNS things or email address is on that. And uh, also, this slide uh, can be downloaded uh, at the URL. This is my GitHub account. And uh, you can find uh, this PDF file on that page. Yeah, let's get started. Yeah, here's the agenda. Uh, who am I? Today's goal. And uh, what's the Kubernetes the hard way? Uh, hard way, yeah. And uh, Kubernetes the hard way on GCP, Google Cloud Platform. And also, I also run the Kubernetes the hard way on OpenStack Cloud. And the conclusion. Yeah, disclaimer. And who, are, who am I? Uh, who I am? So I'm working for Suzer, as I already mentioned. But uh, previously, I worked at the HPE, Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Um, the, I also I was in uh, a traditional IT Japanese company uh, for decades. Um, and uh, for now, I'm working for Suzer for OpenStack Cloud product team, and uh, I'm in the quality engineering team right now. And the job is, uh, title is uh, senior, job, uh, senior software engineer, and uh, I also uh, open source programmer. And uh, I'm working for uh, OpenStack QA, uh, upstream things, and uh, also downstream things. And uh, I also co-review uh, like these product uh, software uh, project. Yeah, here's my uh, related book and uh, hobby is there, uh, biking clouds, reading clouds, OpenStack, and the diet. That's the other thing. And uh, today's goal is like this. Uh, understand the Kubernetes the hard way. Yeah. Uh, what is the Kubernetes, uh, Kubernetes the hard way? I will talk about, I will explain about that uh, later. And uh, motivate to do uh, Kubernetes the hard way by yourself, uh, if you want. Uh, I, I, hope, I hope so that. So, uh, do you feel like about Kubernetes when you use the Kubernetes cluster with the development tools? Like Kubeadam or Minikube, Rancher or GKE or AKS, like this, or it's like a magic. What's going on inside? Maybe, yeah, it's really easy to build with Kubeadam or like that deployment too. It's really good, awesome, great. But uh, we cannot understand the internally of the internal of the Kubernetes itself. So, so I feel like uh, it's like a magic, and uh, what's going on? I so I'd like to know the internally. So if you want to know the, its components and architecture, I already said that the, to know the internal Kubernetes, Kubernetes thing. And uh, also, you, if you want to debug it, 
and uh, also build a Kubernetes cluster as you like, uh, as you want, or uh, feel that uh, that's too easy, uh, like with uh, using the Kubeadam or some other deployment tools, it should be very easy, but uh, uh, it's too easy. <laughs> and uh, to understand the Kubernetes in detail, it's, uh, I think it's very hard to understand uh, using the Kubernetes deployment tools because it's really easy, uh, easy step, like one command or two command line, that's it. So if you want to know the, if you want to understand the Kubernetes itself detail, or if you want to build a Kubernetes cluster in a harder way, is uh, Kubernetes the hard way. So do you know the Kubernetes hard way already? How many? Oh. Someone knows, uh, good. So, but uh, I'll talk about uh, uh, Kubernetes uh, hardware, uh, uh, generally, yeah, basic. So, this is, uh, yeah, I'll talk about this. So, what is a Kubernetes hardware? So, it's a bootstrap Kubernetes the hardware on the GCP cloud, uh, GCP. But uh, there is no script, actually. So there is no automatic command or like that. So tutorial for Kubernetes, and uh, it's a uh, Apache license version two, and uh, it's it's a uh, just document documentations. So document consists of fourteen chapters. Is and uh, components of versions are like this. The Kubernetes one point twelve, it's that uh, actually the latest is now 1.14, but uh, uh, installing Kubernetes is uh, 1.12.0. And uh, container D and the GVisor and the CNI container networking and ETSD and the core DNS is version is like this. So actually GVisor's version is uh, uh, Git. Uh, uh, yeah. The outline is like this. This is a 14 chapter of uh, Kubernetes the hard way. The first is a prerequisites and uh, installing the client tools and the provisioning the compute resources uh, using the Google Cloud Platform and the provision. Uh, certificates, uh, making the certificates or uh, putting the, putting it, and uh, generating some configuration files for authentication, and uh, generating data uh, for some uh, configuration on the keys, and uh, from number seven chapter, chapter seven. Uh, we uh, actually uh, bootstrapping the ethos-d and the uh, control plane and the uh, work nodes. And uh, at the number 10, configuring Kube uh, control for remote access, yeah, making the uh, setting file or configuration files, uh, setting files. And, uh, 
provisioning the port network routers, routers and deploying the DNS cluster. And then number 13, uh, smoke test. And uh, the number 14 is uh, very important because uh, if we, we don't clean up the, like these things, we need to pay a lot of money to uh, Google. And uh, this is the first one prerequisite. Um, I don't know, you can see the uh, cost. The cost is very cheap, actually. If you want to use the uh, uh, Google Cloud Platform, it's only about 5.39 per day dollars for that. It's not so expensive, I think. And we also use, I also used the G Cloud, Google Cloud platform. Yeah, actually, the Kubernetes hardware is, works on the Google Cloud platform, basically. But I could run the, run the uh, Kubernetes hardware on my OpenStack private cloud uh, with some tricks. And uh, in the, but uh, first, I will talk about uh, Google Platform on the Google Platform things. And uh, I used uh, N1 standard one instance is uh, uh, one vCPU and the memory is 3.75 gigabytes uh, by six. And uh, I used for, used for three controller nodes and three worker nodes. And the plus load balancer, I use that. So building the Kubernetes clusters, uh, the architecture will be like this. Uh, three worker nodes. It contains uh, they, that contains a um, control the run C or something other container D or like that. And uh, we uh, I also create a Three controller nodes. It uh, contains a etsd and a Kube API server, uh, or like that. And I also use a load balancer on GCP. So here's a summary on GCP, the Kubernetes hardware. So it's only about 2.5 uh, hours. I mean, two and a half hours. Uh, the cost is less than one dollar. It's very cheap, and uh, it says uh, Kubernetes is the hard way. But uh, for, just for me, it's not so hard way. It's not so hard itself. Actually, I just took uh, two, uh, two and a half hours. That's it. Yeah, actually, I saw the, some warnings, but uh, yeah, I don't care about that. So, okay. So that's it. But uh, I actually wanted to run the Kubernetes hardware on my uh, OpenStack cloud because uh, I. So my hobby is building the OpenStack or yeah, cloud internally. 
So this is a hardware uh, in my house. So the left left one is uh, my old cloud. It's a uh, three one U servers. Uh, I bought it uh, very cheap as a second hand, and uh, I uh, mounted it on the Lack Rack server. Uh, I bought it Lack from the IKEA. <laughs> so the right right side is a newer one. It's very small and uh, quiet and low energy. So the first old one is the uh, old one's problem is that uh, very noisy and uh, uh, consuming a lot of electricity. So it uh, means costly to run the maintain the servers. But the newer ones are smaller, quiet, and low energy. And the performance is also better than the old ones. The, it's, this is like, uh, this is a Astrox Disk Mini three, uh, 310. Uh, is, uh, the size is like this, not so big. It's like uh, Intel NUC, but uh, this is not Intel NUC. But uh, that size is almost the same. It has a Celeron 3.2 gigabytes, and the memory has uh, memory is 16 gigabytes, and the hardware uh, sorry uh, SSD is uh, 120 gigabytes, and I built uh, OpenStack Cloud on that right side servers. I use uh, OpenSUSE uh, 15. It's not uh, uh, latest, actually. But uh, yeah, I use that. And the OpenStack version is Rocky. Uh, the components is a uh, Nova Glance Cinder, Kisson Neutron. That's it. It's very uh, small cloud. And uh, I follow the OpenStack installation guide. It's very useful and uh, well documented. Uh, there is no. Uh, program with uh, in a building the cloud, and I also automated with uh, Ansible uh, to build the OpenStack cloud. The cost is like that, not so cheap. It's actually expensive for me. So, so building, uh, yeah, doing that. Kubernetes hardware in the OpenStack cloud is uh, some uh, challenges, actually. So it can be run in uh, OpenStack cloud. I can run that. I could run that. But uh, some challenges exist. Uh, so especially the cost is the uh, most problem. Uh, Initial and the maintenance costs are required. It's very expensive compared to the TCP, actually. And uh, building the OpenStack cloud is also hard. So the, I got uh, some problems. The main problem is uh, the control node was un unstable with SSD. So the problem is uh, SSD is not good quality, uh, what I used. 
So I replaced the SSD to Samsung M2 SSD. Yeah, the problem was gone. But uh, I need to rebuild sometimes. So I need to, uh, I took a lot of hours to rebuild it. So I automated with the uh, Ansible. So that's why I use the Ansible. It's very uh, useful to do something the repeatable. And uh, there, is, there are a lot of differences between GCP and the OpenStack. Is the next slide. So basically, the command, command, line, uh, command is different. So on the GCP, uh, we use the gcloud, gcloud command. But uh, in the OpenStack, we use the OpenStack command. So if you want to boot an instance, the command is different. And the configure network is different. The security group is also different. So uh, you need to, I need to, I need it to uh, translate to from gcloud command to OpenStack cloud command, OpenStack command. And uh, the we I needed to re to do that uh, hostname resolution is required, so you maybe need uh, DNS in that cloud, or maybe you need to say host changes to resolve the hostname uh, to run the. Uh, Kubernetes the hard way on that OpenStack cloud. And the uh, load balancer is also required. So maybe you need to use uh, Octavia is a load balancer as a service project in uh, OpenStack. So that's the uh, uh, first option. But uh, I use uh, Nginx as a load balancer. And uh, maybe you can also use uh, HA proxy for that. So this is a summary of what I do. So run and customize it on your environment. It's, it's really good to know the uh, architecture of the Kubernetes or OpenStack or computer systems. And the try and error to, is really good to exercise to know the whole uh, architecture or, or uh, Kubernetes itself. And uh, I also made a bash script to run the Kubernetes the hard way. It's, this is not so important itself, but uh, Writing the bus script, it's a really good exercise for me. So I did that. And uh, the Kubernetes hardware is only for learning, not for production, because there are some limitation or uh, some uh, lacking some something like uh, HA or persistent volume or something, other things is not exist in uh, Kubernetes hardware. So 
if you want to run the Kubernetes cluster, yeah, I recommend you use some other deployment to like Kubernetes or something like that. Like that. And uh, Kubernetes itself is also open source. So we can read the code and uh, write a patch or submit a patch or some other submit an issue or like that. We can participate, join the uh, community, uh, open source community for that. It's really good to uh, learn the uh, whole of the community or software or architecture for that. And uh, there are some uh, books already. Yeah, maybe you know that already. Uh, Kubernetes up and running, or the Kubernetes book, or Kubernetes.io is also a good uh, resource to know the Kubernetes itself, I think. Yeah. OK, that's it. It's very short. But uh, <laughs> there is uh, information is about uh, my slides is there. Contact information is there. Uh, so I'm Masayuki Ji is uh, my free node, GitHub, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn account. The Kubernetes hardware itself is on that. So if you are interested in that, yeah, you can access and uh, check it. Thank you. So any comments or questions or something? OK. Sorry, I can't hear that. Maybe. Test? OK. Uh, my name is Alexander. I'm a freelancer. So. What is your experience with Kubernetes in the relation of security? What kind of, uh, what kind, what did you find out about uh, configuring security in Kubernetes? Security of Kubernetes? Yes. Uh, <laughs> good question. But uh, I, I actually don't uh, recognize or face uh, security issue on that. Because I just follow the instructions, yeah, and uh, I don't run the Kubernetes on the uh, production environment or something other that like that. So I didn't find any uh, security problem on that right now. So, so basically, uh, you don't uh, think that security will be a big. Think or I mean, uh, maybe you know how much time probably somebody should spend into configuring security in Kubernetes. Uh, I I didn't face the security things issues right now, so I I don't know the what the security issues uh, standpoint of the security. So, uh, sorry, I probably don't understand what your questions. 
And I mean, uh, think about like uh, companies, middle-sized companies in enterprise, and yeah, they yeah. have a, a think. Is they thinking about switching to this Kubernetes stuff and uh, to run their production apps in in this um, environment? So it's always interesting to know what kind of uh, preparations somebody should do to make stuff secure. Um, so. Yeah, actually, I didn't run the Kubernetes on the mic uh, for production environment. But uh, uh, basically, there is a lot of things to uh, to do. To uh, that is not only Kubernetes, but also web services. Uh, I mean, uh, you need to. We need to care about uh, security update and. Uh, we need to care about uh, uh, security hole or something other things. Uh, we need to care about that. But uh, I didn't find uh, Kubernetes itself uh, security issues on that. So, sorry. Uh, no problem. Thank you. Yeah. So. Any other question? Okay, thank thank you very much.